Matariki is rapidly approaching. Of course, food forms a big part of the celebrations. Our next guest is here with some inspiration for what to make, what to eat. Your member chefs, Casey and Karina Bird, well, they're putting on a special dining experience alongside two other chefs. And it's hosted by Te Patu in Rotorua. Karina joins us now. Tenakwe. Oh, is that. Have we just lost Karina? We'll uh, see if we can uh, look her up. We'll get her back online. I can tell you that I mentioned this yesterday, but we are currently looking for parents to boast about their children, which, as a parent, I can tell you it's a very easy thing to do. If you have a child, um, and I mean an adult child, but you can boast about a younger child if you'd like, but uh, a, a child who, a son or a daughter who you are, you are particularly proud of, somebody who's doing something really interesting or exceptional overseas or here in New Zealand, and you feel like it'll make a great story for the radio, can you please send me a message? Uh, email is best. gives us a good chance to uh, put them all in one place. And you can boast about a grandchild if you'd prefer. Um, so the email address is jesse at rnz.co.nz. Um, for example, you know, would have been perfectly acceptable for Sinead's mum or dad to send me an email and tell me that she'd just won a bronze medal at the Special Olympics. Um, if your son or daughter has done something exceptional, or if they are just an exceptional person, jesse at rnz.co.nz. Let's get back to that Matariki feast now. Karina, tenakwe. Hello. Yeah, tenakwe, how are you? Really good, thanks. Um, good, good. Nice to have you on the radio, and what a cool idea. Some people might not recognise Te Patu. Where and what is that in Rotorua? Um, it's a tourism uh, company that's formerly known as Tamaki Tours. Uh, so it's like a like a immersive experience. You go down into like a Māori village. You get to go into the forest and learn stuff about um, you know Māori culture and the way that they used to live and get to watch a performance and then go to my favourite part, which is the food. Yeah. And then you have like a huge Matariki fest after that. So yeah, it's, it's an it's also it's an awesome experience and it's cool that it's in Motoro because we're from there as well. So yeah, H- have yeah. you done much with that uh, village in the past, or is this the first collaboration with them? I've been to heaps of them, so I've like yeah. done the experience like multiple times in my life. Yeah. It's the first time that we've actually collabed on one, and so yeah, it's like a nice little tick box of things that I've done in my lifetime, which I'm pretty happy about. Yeah, totally. Do, do you expect this will be something that New Zealand tourists will do, or is it more aimed at international tourists? Uh, I think, honestly, there's like a bit of things in there for both. I think it would be awesome if New Zealanders came through and like supported and like, you learned some stuff. It's really fun. Um, I think that Anybody from anywhere can have a good time at these experiences. So, yeah, if you're feeling like you want to immerse yourself in the culture and have a good night out with some good food and learn some things about Masariki, then, yeah, definitely head to Rotorua to check out Te Patu. So where do you as a chef start when you are invited to create a Matariki feast? Um, I think we start, like, we start with the stars. So there are four stars in particular that are really, like, related to food sources. So... One is for food from the sea, one's for food from the rivers, one's for food from the ground, and one's for food from the trees, like birds and berries and things. And so it's kind of easy when you start with the source of the food, and then we just look at what's in season, and um, we try to use ingredients as well that have like ties to the iwi that um, are like the caretakers of the experience. So we have one dish, which is duck, the fermented plum sauce, 
because duck is something that Tohara, which is the iwi, used to serve to their like esteemed guests when they would come into the region. Oh. And then we use fermented plums because plums aren't in season, but we take them in the summer when they're ripe, and then you know sort of store them until winter so you can add them to the duck. So there's still like stories and like relationship between the stars, the environment, the stories from, you know, Māori culture. And then we serve that to the guests and share all that information. Is that Would that be a good starting point for a, uh, a home cook wanting to do something special for uh, Matariki, you know, something from the river, was it river, sea, ground and tree? River, sea, ground, trees. Yep. Yeah. So it's, like, and it can be anything. Like, it could be mussels, it could be seaweed from the ocean, it could be clams, it could be, you know, but obviously anything. Something from the river, you could use watercress if you don't want to eat eel or, um, you know, it's it's uh, anything from those four places you could have on your table in any way that you would eat them. So you can prepare them in, like, how your family would eat those particular things. But it's, it's sort of like connecting the stars to the environment to the table, and it's really a lot to do with nature as well. What else is uh, in your feast? Um, I'm like a real carb queen. So, <laughs> like, we do these, like, steamed baskets of vegetables. And there's nothing like a, like a sort of smoky, earthy-tasting potato with a nice dollop of salted butter on. But I think, like, for us, we like to really celebrate the ingredient by cooking it beautifully um, but not sort of like messing with it too much I think but yeah I love carbs so definitely potato and maybe some stuffing too. You got some hangi happening as well? Yeah so there's a hangi happening Um, you get to go down and watch them pull it up we've got like a um, a big pig on the spit as well like roasting so it's um, it's like a whole food experience that you get to see it cooking and then you get to eat it as well. I've also been told fried bread is a specialty of yours. Can you give us a rundown on that particular dish? Uh, I use my mum's recipe, and I think the worst thing is is that my mum is like really known for how fluffy and beautiful her fried bread is. But now I feel like I've become like the master, you know. So I've now that's my job. Yeah. So it's a it's 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 kind of like a double edged sword. So I'm quite good at making it, but now I have to make it if you know what I mean. Yeah. What's the basic yeah. sort of um, technique? I reckon what you need to do is oh, you have to have high-grade flour. That's what makes it light and fluffy. And then we use active yeast. Some people use baking powder. But, yeah, we use active yeast and then adding some sugar to the yeast to make sure that it's um, feeding and activating. And then just making sure that you put the dough somewhere nice and warm to rise and give it time to double in size. Patience is good with fried bread. Okay. And, and if someone can't make it all the way to Te Pā Tū, uh, what's one dish you're doing that people could have a go at at home? Um, oh, like from off the menu. I think one of our favourite dishes that we have on there is we do a slow-cooked lamb cheek and then we make a like a, a salsa verde, which is like herbs and like vinegar and mustard and stuff. But then we add up chopped mussels, so it's sort of like surf and turf. Um, and then the acidity yeah. of the mussel sauce cuts through the lamb. Wow, mussels and lamb, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty delicious, but I highly recommend. Yeah, the mussels are like cold or hot? They're a cold, like they're a cold sauce, so we have the, like it'll be the warm lamb, and then you eat the sort of like cold refreshing sauce on the side, and it has like this real beautiful like salinity and acidity to the sauce that goes really nicely with the lamb. Sold. The deliciousness of the lamb cheek. Sold. Um... Enjoy, and it's on for a few weeks, I understand. 
Yeah, it's on through winter, so if you want to have a little getaway um, and do something really cool and fun, yeah, um, Rotorua is the place to be, I think. Nice one. Yeah. Uh, Love to have you on. Thanks so much, Karina. No, thank you. Have you have a good afternoon. Have a good day. day. And if you uh, want to find out more, uh, tepa2.com. That's te-pa-2.com. You'll find it, I'm sure.